Doc Rivers continues to time and time again not get it when it comes to getting... Oh! Let him play! You bet one one bone to win 19. I'm just, where, what site do you use where you can actually bet one buck? I, they let you do 50 cent bets. Oh my goodness, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, literally like he dropped Superman down like the drain. Comes out and like, God damn it, Superman. <laughs> I don't know, honey. I don't know where he got that from. From Los Angeles, this is Dave in the City. Part of the Dit Cow Sports Network. Now, here's Dave Medina. Good evening, sports fans, and a pleasure to have you here for the big Dit Cow Football Show tonight. We're going to take a break from football. We're going to cover some MLB talk. And uh, we have a good we have a good series of guests to help us do it. Uh, joining us for the front end of the program... We're going to be talking to Jerry Well, our resident baseball expert here on the program. And then um, at half past, we're going to be joined by Andy in Seattle, who will join both of us to continue the conversation. Lots to talk about with the early goings in the season. A lot of juice, particularly in the two biggest markets, L.A. and New York, having an incredible start to their season. And I don't just mean the Yankees. I don't just mean the Dodgers. I mean the Angels and the Mets. They are on fire to start. Both teams at the top of the standings. Things are looking good. So uh, let's go bring in our good friend. I, it's it's that time. I mean, you can see that the weather is slowly warming up across the country, and uh, things are good. We have much to discuss. So let's say hello to Jerry Will. Welcome back, my friend. How's it going? Dave, it's been a while, man. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. I love the love the clock in the back and everything else. I mean, mm-hmm. life is good. Um, yeah, my uh, I'm on an older computer. So okay. my backgrounds are gone, and it won't let me blur my backgrounds. So and now you get a, uh, a look at some of the house decor. So. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I mean, I saw what you were trying to do for the background. It looked amazing. Yeah, that, didn't, that didn't work. <laughs> got to get yourself a green screen, my friend, or something. Like. I know. I know. Well, my this is an older Mac. My other, my work computer is, like, brand, brand new. But uh, okay. I shouldn't okay. use that, but it's in the other room. Okay. No problem. No problem. Well, good to have you here. Um, well, what, what, first of all, Let's give it up to the season for starting. I, I, I think a lot of people were sure that the season would be locked out by July. And here we are. We're already a month into the season. They didn't miss any regular season games. It's just a tremendous situation. I don't know if I give anybody credit for it. I don't want to do a Manfred bashing tonight. We're going to save, we're going to save that for another time. But, well, uh, if we did a man for a bashing, we'd be on here for three hours. Exactly, so. exactly. Nothing that you wouldn't say that hasn't already been said, and I would agree with all of it anyway. So it's it's definitely. I think we all kind of are on the same page with that one. But this is it's it's great to see that they got the season off, and I don't know exactly what the what the scenarios were, but good for them. I mean, it's it's refreshing to see it, and people are getting into it. I mean, you can see, you know, all the teams are starting. It's it's kind of competitive. A really good scenario to start. Um, local teams looking good, obviously, you know, as far as our two markets are concerned, uh, not oh, yeah. really the case in Chicago. Oh, wow. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, no. you, you expected it with the Cubs, but the White Sox, a uh, little slow too, actually. It's, it's interesting, but yeah. Um, where do you want to start with this? I mean, I was thought we would just start on the lockout scenario. We don't have to waste too much time. We can sure. get into the, the, the here and the now. But um, I think the one thing that I'm sure all of us noticed together, lower scoring games, like everywhere. And the thing I noticed about it is I just got some information about it today in that uh, more te- teams are using the humidor across baseball, not just Colorado. 
And I think that is the biggest factor here. And I think it's a good thing. I don't even think it's bad. Like people are like, you know, I've noticed all like I, I'm a consummate degenerate. I'm looking at the um I'm looking at the at the over unders and they're also low. Like they they're now they used to be around nine and now they're around seven, seven and a half, eight. It's not a bad thing. I think it's good that baseball is kind of a little bit less crazy with the scoring. So um Cap, we can start there. Jared well. Sure. I mean, yeah, man. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on. Absolutely, we do, absolutely. do a couple of these every year. I know um, life gets in the way and a lot of things are going on. I know you're, you know, you're a big Twitch star. You got a lot going on. <laughs> You've been killing it there, man. Thanks. I see a lot of the uh, TikToks and all that. You're killing it on there. So I'm happy that you're <laughs> building thanks. a brand and building, building your niche there, doing a great job. But um, it's always good to come on and talk baseball with yeah, you. Yeah, and as far as, you know, yeah, the offense, obviously. I think it's weird, and again, not to get on Manfred, but um, how it's not a bigger story that they use some balls in some environments, different balls in, in national you know, televised games than they do in maybe just a Tuesday night, Tuesday night in the Bronx. Like, it just doesn't make any sense why that's not a bigger story. Um, you know, it was front-page news on every big news station when Tom Brady let a little bit of air out of the ball. Right. Now you have the the commissioner literally changing the balls as he pleases. I think that – I don't know how that's not a bigger story. But, yeah, offense is down. Um, I think for a couple factors is, number one, I think that um, pitching has hit a new level. I feel like – Yeah, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm with you between the, between the analytics, between, you know, some of the freaks of these – I mean, out of the bullpen, you got guys throwing – if you throw 94, 95 out of the bullpen, you almost look like, oh, he's not throwing that hard. You know, that's how sick some of these bullpens are. Um, that's a factor. Obviously, the dead balls are a factor. And I think a major factor, as you start seeing year after year, is the shift. I mean, teams are getting really good analytically on where to position guys for every batter, pretty much. And whether it's four outfielders, whether it's guys shifted all the way to the right, all the way to the left, whatever it is, um, that's, you know, really cranking down on, on the runs as well. So, couple different factors, <clears throat> excuse me, why um, offenses are down in baseball. And uh, obviously early on, too, the weather, I think, plays a factor. Mm-hmm. I've watched a bunch of games that probably in, in the summer uh, months, the ball might be three or four rows into the seats. So I think that plays a little bit of a factor. But, yeah, it's no it's no surprise. And there's a stat that I don't know if you go by, Dave. It's WRC+. Plus, I do. But yeah. I use it. Yeah, so we use it, right? And that obviously goes by what the league is doing, you know, what the league average is. And, you know, you look at some of these guys' slash lines, and then you look at their WRC+, and it's either average or above average, and you're like, how is that possible? And it's possible because the whole league is having offensive issues. So um, it, it, I guess it's something to watch as the, as, the, as the weather warms up. I mean, listen, the weather's warm in California, right? Right, right. There's still some offensive issues in some warm weather areas. So mm-hmm. um, it's going to be something to watch as the summer goes on. But definitely a different brand of game right now. Um, next year they're going to potentially – modify the shift rule which i think will definitely help offenses and making the games a little bit more exciting mm-hmm. but right now it's very clear offenses are down i mean yeah. very clear yeah i mean it hasn't really bothered me as much as uh, you might think it would like i i don't think it's really such a bad deal like it's kind of like nice to not have to know to know that you know a team can hold a lead and things like that granted that doesn't stop some uh, some bullpens i mean clearly the Nationals and the Red Sox bullpens are so atrocious. It doesn't matter what the ball is or whatever else. Like they still yeah. are going to get up the lead. Um, but uh, it's it is definitely something I noticed right right away. Like it was like, wow, this is this is interesting. You know, you know, sometimes you're going to get shutouts. You had had two games 
You saw this because they both involved the Yankees. The Yankees had oh, yeah. two no-hit bids on back-to-back days. They're not back-to-back games because there's a doubleheader, but that's still pretty crazy. Like, just there's a no-hit bid tonight, Dave. The Yankees are getting no hit in the bottom of the six. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like every other night you feel like there's yeah. like a no-hitter potential no-hitter alert. But uh, yeah, funny. it's crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. But you know, it's just a kind of emblematic of what's been happening. But I have to say, you're, you're, you you mentioned a point about the pitching being a big factor, and I kind of agree with it. I I think pitching in general has just been good. I'm really impressed by the stuff everybody's got. You know, whether it's um, folks with their 92 mile an hour sliders, or guys with yeah. just a fastball that goes like a hundred, like 99 or 100, and you even still have guys like. Calico. Calico's probably like one of very, very, like maybe 1% of people that can still get it done with slow stuff, but he gets it done. Like Mr. Cortez, right? Yeah. Cortez yeah, throws another, 93, gets it done. You yeah, know, it's, another good example. Yeah. So it's crazy. There's a great variety of kind of pitching that's out there right now. And, and I think that that's just crossing up hitters and that's okay. I don't think it's a bad thing necessarily. Mm-hmm. And um, we'll see if the, the offenses will catch up. They always do. Like in July, yep. you're going to see these massive scoring games, tons of home runs. But it doesn't bother me. I, I like it. I think it's kind of challenging teams to make more productive outs. We saw a little bit of it on Sunday with the Dodgers had some productive outs to score. But I mean, then they then they started like then they tagged it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but, but still, it was cool to see it in the middle of the of the game. But not every not every team's a Dodgers, right? Not every team has right. that explosive lineup. Yeah. And the teams that are good to pretty good, they're having trouble scoring runs. It's yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, and if you look at some of the worst case examples of the teams that are at the bottom of this, uh oh, do we did we break the no hitter? We got a hit. We broke all the right, no hitter. All right, all right, all right. Let's just start. And I think the Yankees are only down by three, so it's not like yeah, three nothing. Yeah. So it's not insurmountable. Plenty but they've scored like they've lost. They've scored five runs in their past like four games. So again, all they defenses won, are like, down. They won. They won one of them, right? Like oh, they, they're fun. yeah. They're I mean their pitching's been lights out. I mean I'm not I'm not worried about them. I yeah. think their offense will. Yeah. I mean, there's some guys in the offense I do worry about, but mm-hmm. I think that at the end of the day, there should be enough there back by our pitching that they should win enough games, yeah. you know, to be in October. But I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be fine. Like, I, I mean, they're off to a great start. Like, they're way at the top of the division. Yeah. I think they were, what, 10 over? I'm trying to remember. But... Yeah, they're 20 and 8 right now. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. So, um, just getting back into the offenses. So, I'm looking at fan graphs, and mm-hmm. – I mean, you're looking at some, and you know what the, what's amazing? So I was texting with Sports Pope on Sunday about the Red Sox, and it's and you can't use tonight's game as an example. This is a kind of a freaky right. game right now where they're up six to three. But mm-hmm. this is the worst offense I've ever seen in the from the Red Sox. I yeah. just can't remember the Red Sox having sub 100 WRC team team with WRC plus. It's never how many guys how many guys in the offense right now since you're looking at it have. Yeah, WRC plus over 100. Yeah, that's a hell of a question. Let me go click over and find out. It's a good question. Let me go look. If I had to say off the top of my head, I'm going to say Devers. I'm going to say JD. I'm going to say Rafi, and I'm going to say that's it. Uh, is this is this up to date? It's kind of weird. Actually, more than you think. Oh, is it? Okay. But but the problem with it is that you are you have to get people who've had at least like 10 starts. So I can't – I have to take out three people from here. Yes, yeah. Put yeah. the qualified guys in there okay. or whatever. So the qualified guys then, mm-hmm. you're looking at Bogarts with 157 WRC+. Plus. Mm-hmm. JD, 148. Makes mm-hmm. sense. Devers, like you said, 136. Mm-hmm. The next one, next one down, Christian Vasquez, 65. Jeez, that's yeah. the next one? <laughs> yes. Oh my God! I knew. Listen, I knew that their I knew that their offense was sputtering. 
I didn't know it was that bad to the point where Christian Vasquez was their next best hitter with a 65 WRC plus. That's rough. That's absurd. Yeah. I mean, look what happened to Trevor Story. I mean, you and I have him in fantasy. I mean, every yeah. night I look negative three, negative three, negative three. I mean, the guy is just a mess. I, it's, the core, the core splits are coming to life, Dave. Yeah. Well, you know, that's very, very interesting point you make there. What's interesting about Story tonight specifically is that he came into the series with Atlanta having the second best OPS in the history in, in, in like in that ballpark in that ballpark ever. Or okay. even not that ballpark, mm-hmm. but Atlanta. Let's say Atlanta, just to be specific. But um and it's just crazy. Like the first two at bats, I just we just saw I just saw the last one right here. I got the game on. So he popped up and then he lined out. So it's like that number means nothing right now. He's just having such a miserable year. I just wonder what's going on. Like, maybe you're right. Maybe it is the core split. Maybe he's just – I'm not want to say that he's not that good, but he certainly is having a rough it's, time. I think it's a, I think it's a couple things. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, – this isn't Colorado anymore. Yeah. And you saw that he, like, blew off the media after he had, like, a four-strikeout game. Maybe that'll go under the radar in Colorado. It was front page news in Boston. It was on the sports talks in Boston. It was all over Red Sox Twitter. I mean, I'm not going to say the guy can't handle the pressure, but, you know, when you start off slow in a pressure cooker like that and then the team starts off slow and they're looking at you like, hey, we just gave you a contract for six years. Did he get it? Did he get it? Nope. We just gave you a contract for six years. Um, You know, what are you doing to help us? I think that pressure could weigh on him, and I think he's pressing. I mean, look, I think he's a better player than what he's showing right now. And eventually I think that he will start to get some results. Um, but starting off slow on a new team, especially when that team starts off slow, I think that it puts a lot of pressure on the player who's trying to fit in, trying to figure out his way, even personal-wise. You know, he signed late, Dave. So, yeah. you know, figuring his way around the city, where to live, and things like that. I, I think it's a lot on him while the team's getting beaten down by the media and the fans. Um, it's a lot. Listen, he's, you know, I don't think he's the – guy he was in in Colorado do I think he's better than what he's showing now I'm going to be fair and say I think he is. he is absolutely but um it's going to be interesting interesting to see what he does um as the season goes on you know it's interesting looking at the Red Sox uh, we talked about the futility at the plate but uh the pitching isn't doing much better no. and it's pitching. it's interesting look so they they went up six nothing tonight against Atlanta does anybody mm-hmm. in America think that that lead is safe? No. In fact, nope. it's already been cut in half. So you know, what inning is that? Um, at this point, I think they're at the fourth. Let me see. No, okay. the fifth. Oh, the fifth. Fifth yeah. Inning. So there's a pl- there's plenty of game yeah. left, especially in Atlanta with that lineup. So and you know, Andy's going to agree with that. Like when he gets is in Andy here, popping on? He he should be. Yeah, in about fifteen minutes. Cool. So yeah, it'll be cool. fun talking to him too. He'll know. He has a lot to say about the Red Sox, no doubt. You know, he I'm follows sure. him all the time. I'm sure. Um, it's a tough. It's just a tough time to be a Red Sox fan. It's just too bad. Like for, and it's weird that their payroll is so expensive, and yet they they barely look like a major league baseball team right now. So hey, don't weird. forget, Chris Sale eats up a big part of that. Yeah, and even you know, even worse. And you know, as much as I love to say not to pile on to the Red Sox, I love to fucking pile on to the Red Sox. But to uh, make things even worse, I mean. Bogarts basically declined their little rinky-dinky offer for an extension. I mean, the Yankees gave Judge a much more, a much, a much fairer offer than the Red Sox did Bogarts. Bogarts said no. Mm-hmm. Bogarts is probably out the door this year. If Bogarts is out the door this year. Do you look to trade Rafael Devers, who also had his issues with his extension talks? J.D. Martinez is a free agent. Um, 
you know, obviously Chris Sale is who knows when he's going to be back and what he's going to look like when he gets back. This Red Sox team could look completely different next year. And you figure this year was going to be quote unquote, their last kind of, not even their last run because they could eat, they could easily bring back Bogarts or easily bring back Devers. But if they go into the all-star break and again, it's extremely early. The Yankees erased a six and a half game lead on the Red Sox last year. But if they go into the all-star break or, or the deadline and they're seven or eight games out, um, it's going to be an interesting decision where do we let these guys walk or do we trade and get something for them? And if they trade and get something for them, Dave, um, I don't know what they're going to look like next year. Um, their farm system, I think they they have Cassis, who's going to be probably closer than most is their first baseman. But, you know, Bobby Dahlbach has looked absolutely terrible. Um, they're getting nothing, like you said, from the catcher position. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jackie Bradley Jr. is what he is. He's a very good outfielder, and that's pretty much about it. Um, what are they going to look like next year, Dave? Yeah. Um, they're, they're stuck with Trevor Story now. Uh, it's a, you know, a team that went to the ALCS last year, for the GM and the owner, I mean, listen, they, they paid Trevor Story. That's fine. I don't think Trevor Story was a major need. I think that they would have fortified the rotation and some of the bullpen. Their bullpen's a mess, Dave. They have Hansel Robles trying to close games in the ninth. Their yeah, bullpen's not an good. absolute not good. mess. <laughs> not good. So, I mean, if they were able to fortify that coming into the season, it's it, it might look like a different team. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, um, but it's going to be interesting to see how, how things move forward. Yeah. I would be very interested in you asking Andy the same question when he comes in about what would they do at the sure. deadline. I'd love to hear his response because I'm curious as to where he's at. He's not happy with the GM. He thinks he really bungled a lot of things. And this could have been a very, very good team. But I think you have some people going a little cheap on some of the deals and overspending mm-hmm. on others. And uh, you know, to be fair, Sale was a Dave Dombrowski signing. So that was years and years he ago. Was. And you know what? I mean, to be honest with you, Sale probably probably was the right deal to make. I mean, you gave up what you got to give up, but you got a world championship out of it. So yeah. um, the problem, Dave, was the sale extension. You didn't have to do that. Um, you know, they got their championship, then they gave him the extension, and the extension is looking really, really, really bad. So um, that's kind of where they kind of foobarred it right there. And yeah. you could say the same for the Yankees. You know, hey, you know, you shouldn't have given CeCe the extension. Uh, you know, fair criticism. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you got your championship, and you know, you you felt like you you know he had some more left in the tank, and gave both of those guys extensions, and you know probably didn't turn out the way you'd want it to. Yeah, very well, very well said. I mean, there are a lot of different things. It's not just any one thing or another thing. There's a lot of things going on there. You know, several franchises have really come undone in the last three years. The Cubs is a really famous example, but everybody kind of saw that one coming. National, same thing. Like once you can only get rid of so many superstars. Uh, I think we got some action here. Cap has just muted himself. Let's go. Three run homer stand to tie the fucking game. There we go. There we go, folks. Let's go. See? See? Right, right back in the mix. Tied up at three. Yankees <laughs> three. You guys Sorry still playing Texas? You guys still playing Texas? No, playing Toronto. Oh, so that's, that's right. That's right. I forgot. forgot. Yeah. We were talking about that. Yeah, it was funny. I was just, uh, you know, I'm not that big on Toronto. I think you already know that, but. Yeah, you know what, Dave? I'm going to give you credit because when the whole world was on Toronto, you were like, eh, you know, I don't know. And, like, I was big on Toronto. Um, mm-hmm. Their offense scared me. Um, I thought their pitching moves made, and you were like, I don't think they're that much better than they were last year. No. You you called that early. Yeah, thanks. I mean, look, it's the thing. I think the thing that, that sticks with me is that I just don't think the offense is as good as everybody says it is. Like, I know that their, rank, their ratings and everything are great. But you put them against good pitchers, and they don't really do much. And that's the difference. That's a big difference. Like, I think if you, what can you do 
against guys with great stuff. And just my impression of it is they seem to like to pile on teams that have shitty pitching, especially in July. I have a little bit of a brawl here, Dave. For what? Stan hit a home run. Then they drilled Donaldson. The Yankees are on the top step. Judges pointed at the pitcher and said, I fucking got you. All right. I like it. We got some juice. All right. You know where I am with under, you know my you know my deal with unwritten rules. I think it's nonsense. I, but, I'm with you on that. Yeah, but a lot of them are like nonsense, yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, if you're gonna fight, go fight. You know, none of this drill somebody in the <laughs> ball. Go fight Agreed. them. Like, yeah. if you're gonna fight, do it like hockey. Go fight. Go yeah. do an actual fight. Like that's what that makes more sense to me. So you know. Anyway, let's continue. Um, <laughs> um, you know what? But but I give it to Tampa Bay too. Tampa Bay is having a nice uh, nice start. Um, they just they continue to be so interesting because you know they just keep getting it done. They don't they're not necessarily the flashiest team. They're not necessarily the guys with the most superstars. But and they've even gotten rid of guys. I think uh, I don't know where they Meadow. tossed them, Dave. They threw them out. Wait, who, who? They threw the manager out. It's Bedlam in the Bronx right now. Oh boy. Why did they drill Donaldson for what? I, I he was I guess he was he was the guy up right at you know how the that thing goes maybe oh. Jim Carlos and pimped a home run or something I didn't see because I just looked up and the ball was like in the I air. Said, you see this again. But, um, this is another example of baseball players being too sensitive. It's like come on, it's sports. Yep. Relax. You know people do it in all the other sports all the time, all the time. Oh my God, he celebrated a home run. Like I have to <laughs> I have to see it. I have to see it. To be fair. I need to see it. Like, I don't. I need to see it too, Dave. Honestly, the ball on it hit the top of the wall, went over. So maybe he was walking to see if it went out, went out or not. Oh, I have to see it too. I, see. Um, yeah. I don't know, but I, don't I mean, know. when you, listen, when when you when you give up a home run and drill to the next batter, I mean, you got to expect that something could potentially happen, right? So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. But it just, 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 just go back to that. Mm-hmm. Why did they come up with the idea that hitting a guy with a baseball is a solution to this problem? Like, yeah, I, I still can't understand how that ever made sense. Like, this is justice. It's also dangerous. <laughs> it is very. I mean, you could injure somebody. You could, you know, ruin somebody's career. Yeah. You know, it's it's it it is dangerous. And that's why I think you know baseball players they get it sometimes. Like mm-hmm. there was an instance recently. Um, it was Arenado, I think. Mm-hmm. That with the Mets, when he when the ball came up and in, he was like, "If you're gonna hit me, hit me like in the ribs, not up by the head." And that's what kind of started yeah. the whole thing. So, you know, the unwritten rules, like you said, which I think are stupid, they're still there. Yeah. But if you're gonna go by the quote unquote unwritten rules, do it the right way. Hit somebody he, in the butt. Hit somebody in the ribs. Don't throw up by somebody's head. Right. You know? Right. I mean, if and like he's like just like you said, like it's if you're gonna have to go resort to such stupidity, at least do it below the waist. Right. You know, like. Uh, this... I want to. I want to. I want to ask you a question. Not to shift the gears here, but it's no, no. Let's go. I think it's a good idea. Actually, I don't, what, I don't want to stay what, on that topic. What, what What are your thoughts on these streaming games? Oh, you, you know, that's an interesting one, question. Right? I, I I wanted to get to that. Like, okay, so okay. let's just break this down a little bit. So mm-hmm. there have been a lot of different um, new avenues for baseball this year, and the first of them is the TBS game moving their 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 weekly game from Sunday to Tuesday. And I'll be honest with you, I love the move. It gives me more of a chance to watch their games because when it's buried on uh, Sunday with all the other games, and then you have ESPN Sunday Night Baseball, I just never saw it. I never even knew it was on. Like I just never knew. And then suddenly, like the last two weeks, like oh, there's a TBS game. Let me go put it on. And then I did, and I'm doing it again 
granted, I, I I'm betting on it, but it's just, it certainly is kind of nice to have a game that I can get to. Local blackouts obviously are in effect too, but um, it's a good spot. I I, I got to say that's pretty cool. Um, and now to now to get to the set streaming aspect of it, this is what you were getting at. So there are two other pe- series that they've enacted for the season, actually three. But they the original one was a YouTube game, which is still going. But then they had an Apple TV, Apple Plus TV, mm-hmm. Apple TV Plus game, which is confusing to me because <laughs> I don't know if we're on Apple TV or if we're if we're <laughs> if you can watch it on the web or if you can watch it on TV. <laughs> I don't know where this game. <laughs> I went down the website chaos. and found it. I, but yeah. I don't think it's a bad idea to keep putting the games on different things. I think it's actually a good call. And um, same scenario for Peacock. And mm-hmm. to, to start it off, on Sunday, um, NBC slash Comcast put the first game in that series on on uh, on NBC proper, like the NBC. I think that's really cool. I think that's really cool. I thought that was a great way to kick that off. The rest of them will be on Peacock, which is fine. Right. Um, we got a Peacock game tomorrow at 1230, which pisses me off wait, it's in the middle of so the week. These and... are exclusive games? Like you can't get them on the Yes Network? No, I don't I don't believe I can get them on oh, Yes. And it's 1235 in the middle of the day. Tricky. So like with, with the streaming, I get like, mm-hmm. so MLB's whole thing is obviously grow the game, right? Right. MLB has a lot of older fans. Like my mom, my parents, my friend's parents will text them, what channel is the game on? I can't find the game. It's on this streaming service. It's on that streaming service. I don't have it. I don't yeah. have it. I don't have it. That's a problem. Um, I go out to the bar, you know, go out to dinner, you know, my girlfriend, whatever. We're at a happy hour at a bar. I want to watch the Yankee game. I can't watch the Yankee game at the bar. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No one's going to make, you know, say, can I log into your Peacock? A buddy of mine had a run around Hoboken finding a bar that allowed him yeah. to log into his Amazon. That's my only issue yeah, with it. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. All right. So the game needs to get younger. We know that. The audience also needs to get younger. We can't be ca- We can't keep catering to older people. I think it's actually a net positive to me. I mean, Andy's going to have an opinion on this too. And let me go bring him into the show. In just Andy, a man, what's up, brother? Andy, what is Yo, going on, my friend? What's up? I missed the beginning. I just, you know, I'm I'm here. I'm here. Uh, <laughs> I'll have to listen to the first twenty. You're, you're in a gut. You're in Augusta. I see. I am. Yeah. <laughs> I, have, I haven't changed my background when I was on with. Uh, Mike in Jersey and John in Connecticut, also known mm-hmm. as Checker and Panther Shark, when doing the Masters show. But um, yeah, I I'm in Butler's cabin right now. <laughs> I love it. Listen, you guys do a great job, by the way. Whether it's the football or the Masters, you know, I listen to it. I'm up early as shit at the gym. Whether I'm on the treadmill, I always listen when Dave puts out a show. So you guys do a really good job. Yeah, Ron's football draft was yeah, like, it's great. Was, yeah, was dude, super informative, man. Like. Yeah. Yeah. A, a great job out of Ron. I mean, it was really good stuff last couple weeks ago. But, uh, yeah, I mean, so just to catch you up, Andy, yeah, we were mostly talking about the Red Sox and how much of a mess they are right now. They suck. <laughs> they suck. I know. I mean, I love – so when Captain's on here, I, it's like it's a calm version of Captain and, the like <laughs> – well, go, you can go back and watch the video and stand and sit a three-run home run. I had to put myself on mute, so you'll, you'll, you'll see a little bit of that. And then, like, the Twitter captain when he's, like – and we talk about the Red Sox, and I love when he's, like, Dahlbach sucks. He does suck, and the Red Sox are trash. And uh, Dahlbach's personal because I, ha- I was he was one of my fantasy keepers, and he fucked me, so. He's so bad. But uh, I know you guys already talked about, but if I just had, like, a 30 – 
second analysis on the Sox. So 2020 was like a wash with COVID, the mm-hmm. lame duck old man manager, 58 games or whatever. 2021, I would argue that that was like a surprise. Like they're a year, they're a year ahead from being a year away scenario, and they got to the ALCS, and it was peaches and cream or whatever. <laughs> and then this year, it's been an awful first 30 plus games or whatever. And if mm-hmm. it continues, and it, I don't see any inclination why it won't continue, like. That's a huge black mark on Chaim Bloom because the Red Sox fan base, they, they foam at the mouth. They're, they're irrational. Oh, yeah. They're, they react and they have Same way we do. unrealistic expectations, whatever, um, motion on their sleeve, whatever you want to call it. And he'll get eaten alive. Like Trevor story will get eaten alive, whether it's right or wrong, he'll get eaten alive. And for, you know, they have Garrett Whitlock. Great. And, they have just like the, the 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 way they constructed their their bullpen and their first base situation. It's just gaping gaping holes. Yeah. And uh, their starting pitching hasn't been horrible, but as you know, the starting pitching leash these days it's very short. So Rich Hill can give you four five great innings. Okay, right. what about innings six through nine? You're just gonna play roulette with these fucking clowns. Yeah. And they, now the Garrett Whitlock is a starter because. That's he, he. You have to accentuate his his ability, and and Sale's not coming back till late June, and who knows what you're going to get with Sale and Evaldi. As good as he's been, he's at the end of his rope. And like I said, Waka Waka Waka's been great, but he's, he's been hurt. great, man. Yeah. yeah, I know. He I had him as a start on Sunday, and I was like, why the fuck is he on the IL? Yeah, his hip or whatever. So yeah, like. They they have decent starting pitching, but it's not they're not horses. Uh, right, we could, right. Dave, we, you got to bring that up at some point too. The lack of the horse, and then yep. yeah, their their lineup though, like still looking on paper is like crazy. It's yeah. good, but like mm-hmm. uh, they just haven't been hitting. And I know it's been cold everywhere, and yeah, but their bullpen is atrocious, and uh, they're whatever eleven and twenty or something like that. And yeah, it's so I just root with my wallet at this point yeah this is my um this is my you know as as irrational and as i like to you know troll listen i'll i'll I'll, this is my fair assessment or take on the red sox is coming into the season obviously their offense i thought was very very good um any you know devers bogarts and jd scare the piss out of me they're they're really really good you know middle of the order um but seeing that when you went to the alcs last year to not fortify the rotation or the bullpen, I thought was a swing and a miss. Now, listen, they spent money on story, fine. Um, but like Dave and I were just talking about, it's difficult. Trevor Story signing late, coming to Boston, which is a pressure cooker. It's not Colorado anymore. And Andy, you can tell, you know, you you follow the team every day. When you go 0 for 4 and they blow off the media, maybe in Colorado they get swept under the rug. In Boston, that's front page news. And that's not something he's used to. And, you know, my thing with the Red Sox is, listen, it is an extremely long season. Like Andy says, let the season breathe, right? Um, Last year, the Yankees uh, eliminated, what, a a six-and-a-half game lead against the Red Sox? I mean, it is a a very, very long season. My only thing is, in this division, in my opinion, you have three teams that are very, very good, that are now ahead of the Red Sox. Um, With the expanded playoffs, could the Red Sox be in the mix? Sure, if they get it going. 
but you got the angels who will look a lot better. Um, obviously you got Houston, you got the three in division teams. So there are other teams in the mix and Anthony Rizzo said, he said, look, we need to get off to a good start because you can't win the division in April, but you can fucking lose it. Yeah. And that's kind of what's happening here. And again, we have four more months of this shit. So the Red Sox could figure it out. Maybe they bring up a guy like Tristan Cassis and he gives the, the lineup a boost. And now you got him, Devers, JD, Xander, and they're mashing and they're able to get you some wins. Who knows? It's a very long season, but you just don't want to continue to put yourself behind the eight ball, um, you know, this early on. And for the Red Sox, if I were them, I just want to scratch away and get some wins, you know, get back in the win column, figure out a way to get wins and then see what happens, you know, over the next couple months. But I agree with you. Um, their bullpen does not worry me as an opposing, you know, team. Um, and, you know, the offense is only thing that scares me. And right now there's me and Dave went through it. There's three guys on your offense with an above average offensive numbers. So um, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. And believe me, my team's 20 and eight. They're not perfect. I think that their pitching is one through 14 is phenomenal. Um, but the offensive inconsistency is something that has worried me from the beginning of even the off season when the lockout came, um, even after their additions, I said, you know, is it enough to make their offense consistent? I think their offense is better. I think it's a much better team because they could actually field the ground ball, which is nice. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be interesting to see how the other, how the rest of the season plays out. I think there's a, our division is very tough. I think that, you know, Dave's division is very tough. Everybody in this podcast division is very tough. Um, I think right now the Red Sox have put themselves in a little bit of a hole with three teams in front of them that are very, very good baseball teams. So they're really going to have to get it going sooner than later. Yeah, there's just – it's just – like, I, Tommy is all like, you got – you can root for your Mariners when your Red Sox. So it, it's true. Like, at least the Mariners, like – and they can't get out of their own way right now. They've lost, like, nine out of 11. But They're going to be team, okay. They have youth. Yeah. Like, they're just a different vibe to it. The Red Sox, as you mentioned, uh, you know, Bogart, J.D., and – and uh, and story and endeavors like they don't look like they're having a good time. There's just something stale about them. And the mm-hmm. bullpen, as we've just documented, there it's just it's just not good. And um, you mentioned Toronto. Like I don't I don't think Toronto's gonna regress. Like the Yankees will, you know, they'll hum along. They'll hum along. Um, Angels, we'll see. You know, the Central, forget about. But yeah, uh, the Twinks and the White Sox, obviously. But mm-hmm. the, the the Red Sox, and we could make that argument like, you know, they're they're closer in September and uh, it could be pitching somewhere else right now. You know, you you know, you don't know what's going to happen in July or whatever. So, Dave, like, that was a question Dave wanted to bring up to you. Yes, and and yes. again, I want to say I want to say this too. Um, you know, we have our fun obviously with the Red Sox, and and it's no, you know, Red Sox, Red the Red Sox only the Yankees, the Yankees only the Red Sox. But I respect guys like you. And Ron, like you guys are legit good fans. I could have a baseball conversation with like some Red Sox fans that I know will just tell me how much we suck. Like even if we're 20 and seven, you guys suck. Can't have a conversation with them. You guys, I can. So, you know, I definitely feel for, you know, you guys with going through this, but, um, but yeah, but Dave had the question to me. He asked me and he's like, when Andy gets on here, I want to ask Andy this question. So Dave, you know, take it away. Well, no, it's actually your question. So the question that that Cap had, which I think is brilliant, what do the Red Sox do at the it, at the trade deadline in the middle of the season? Are they going to start sell? Are they going to start trading all their big big names? Are they going to trade Devers, or do they try to stay pat and try to build around that? What what do you think they do there, Andy? I don't. Well, so from the whole like Devers and Bogarts innuendo that like the Heyman 
thing with the source last week. Like, I don't know if that's mm-hmm. like, there's been no follow up to that, but the, the story was like, friend says X-Man is like out after this year. Yeah. Um, so who knows? Like, and another, like if they wanted to have any sort of like optics, they would like, they, they do something with, with Devers or Xander, like sooner than later, you know, just to show this fan base that like, Hey, we're not, you know, we're not just twiddling our thumbs or whatever. And I talked to my dad the other day, he's like, why can't like, I, and Jerry's had his gripes with his like GMs. Absolutely. It's like, Absolutely. why can't, why can't more teams in the big markets do what Los Angeles, like Los Angeles is basically Agreed. on their own Island now. It, I'm talking about the Dodgers. Like, yeah, they, they spend and they can spend, and they don't care about the luxury tax or the payroll tax or whatever. Like, at the end of the day, it's not our money. It's not Dave. It's not your money. No. It's you know, it's, it's the ownership's good money. So, like, why they just spend? Who cares? Like, you know, there's no like, there's a haves and the have-nots, obviously, in MLB, and it's just to go like, you know, lose a hundred games, win. 90 games it's a yo-yo i just i don't like it i don't like it it's i hear you and uh yeah. but in terms of like middle of the season acquisitions I, i'm not sure with pitching it i say this is a league-wide thing like back in the day you'd have you know you'd have like good starting pitchers on crappy teams but they would be horses they'd have a body of work you know, they'd have crappy win-loss records, but they'd have good ERAs, and you look at their bas- baseball card, like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, besides Madison Bumgarner, who's on a crappy team, like, who, who's a, who's even out there in July, you know? Louis Castillo on the Reds. I, Castillo, but, Molly, I mean, who yeah. knows? Yeah. 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 Just and- that used to be something that was always fun in the middle of the season, like, the good starting pitchers on floundering teams. And they end up going on, you know, yeah. good baseball. That always that, that always happened. Verlander was a great example. That like that was like Verlander, yeah, great example. Won. Yeah, Cliff Lee back in the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even Garrett David Cole, Cole. Yeah, it's funny, Dave. I mean, Andy mentioned um, obviously you know, L.A. It's app. It's fantasy baseball. If you look over <laughs> the past, I would say. When did Bet sign? 19, right? So you look over the past three years yeah. and you tell me prior to prior to 2019, prior to 2020, and mm-hmm. prior to 2021, if you ask, say, hey, give me some MVP candidates. Betts was going to be one. Yep. Trey Turner was absolutely going to be one, at least in my mind. Trey Turner is a monster. In 18, Then right? you sign an actual MVP in Freddie Freeman. Right. I mean, three years in a row, you sign MVP candidates. And don't forget, you got Max Scherzer in the middle of a pennant race. So, I mean, what LA does, I think, is phenomenal they're doing whatever it takes to win and honestly the Mets are going to be in that category too um yeah you know it, it, at this segue, point it is what it is the, the, where's I mean, Max Scherzer I mean, today he's with the Mets yeah Steve Cohen doesn't give a shit man yeah. he spent a million dollars on the, he doesn't care it's so the Mets spot. are going to be yeah the Mets are going to be but I will say this I mean and, and and I can tell you firsthand spend the money the right way because yes. if you're sitting yes. there with a 250 million dollar payroll and you have dead money all over your fucking roster I've seen it Spend the money the right way. Mm-hmm. No, it's well said. Well said. Um, we can do it again. I know Andy's been having his fun with the Mets on the Discord and everything. I'm, I assume the boys. We can talk get him, about get that him that Andy. Too. Get him, Andy. We can talk about that too. I, <laughs> Dave, I and Cat and Jeff. I actually was having. I was rooting for the Mets. I've been I know, I'm yeah. betting on it every night. And then 
I meet old baby and he's like, I don't get met magic. And I was like, well, it's kind of like one, two, three. You've been saying it for like 10 years. It's only, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's only, and he's like, well, every Met fan I know is like negative and, and uh, pessimistic. I'm like, and then it it kind of, that got brought up to the discord board. And I, I was like, I, we're posting like Merlin, you know, Merlin from King Arthur. Great, <laughs> this great gif of him, like true story, doing the spell in the books. Like, put it in the books. That's great. Putting books. books. The books That's phenomenal. <laughs> and I used that as a smiley, and Yachts was like, "I love this smiley." And then that day, like, it kind of got—I won't say heated. It's the internet for crying out loud, but right. it brought up again. He's like, "I don't believe the Mets are positive. Like, Met fans aren't positive." And I was like. You know, Sandy Cat, John and Georgia, like I was like, you see how much Vitred posts like, Gator. 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 I was like, Vitred posts like on on a, if the Mets are having a down year, like and they're ten games out, Vitred still rah 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 on September twentieth. And Vitred was like, What the fuck's that supposed to mean? And I kind of flipped. I was like, you know what? Forget it. No more fucking Met Magic. No more one, two, three, no more Uga. And I guess the Mets are only uh, winning because of sheer like skill, and so yeah, the Met magic obviously isn't dead, but to me it is. And if you you could Google Met magic, and you'll find like seat cushions and mugs that say Met magic. So I, I guess I must be imagining these things. <laughs> and it's funny because you you were you've been saying that for years. I yeah. remember you bringing it up. I That's mean, listen, so I, I, mean, I yeah, I miss having all you guys to talk to every day. But I know that the Met Magic stuff you've been saying it for years. You know what I mean? So I UCH thought it was just like a too. joke or whatever. I love when you UCH. He I don't know if he does it on purpose, but he has like these great like hunches. When he a few years ago when he was like the Met, I think it was the year that they went to the World Series in fifteen city, and he mm-hmm. he was like they're gonna sweep the Nationals. And they swept the Nationals. <laughs> <They just went laughs> the I, yeah, he, he's great. He's great. Yeah, but the Mets are, I mean, all kidding aside, and, you know, Fids, he'll, he he yeah. knows. I mean, Fiddle knows mm-hmm. the Mets inside and out. Fids knows like, the ball. They're yeah. they're good. And I know you get bogged down with, like, the minutia of the advanced stats, whatever, Brendan Nemo, for example. But they're good. I mean, that game last week against Philadelphia, I mean, that – that's Met Magic in a nutshell. Six runs in the ninth inning. That's that's Met Magic. And Nemo obviously had the the hit, the, the go ahead runs, two run RBI. Fiddle was actually in the building. He stayed. He didn't leave. He's a good, good fan. Good. Wait, the big yeah. comeback. He, he was there. Really? He was in the building. Yeah. That's right. You're right he about that. Dave, he didn't even tell us that. Yeah, I, that's a good point. He didn't mention that to us in the text or anything. That's a really good point. That was an he epic was comeback. Holy cow. Wow, good now, if we were to like nitpick at the Mets, like I think their bullpen could be a little shaky sometimes. I like, you know, agree. He has Seth Lugo, Ottavino, Ottavino, hundred percent, Ottavino. Yeah. But uh, I don't even. You can't count on Degrom. I'm sorry, you can't. But even agree. with or without Degrom, like yeah, that rotation is is really really good. And Showalter, he. You know, obviously he's going to have to buy into the modern baseball, but part of him, I still think, like like Carrasco went eight innings the other day, and right. I think they lead the league in like starters innings pitch. So he'll probably have a longer lease than say, uh, you know, the the manager, for example. You know, he will. 
So they're yeah, they're, they're they're they'll be fun to watch. I think Atlanta will eventually turn around. They're Atlanta okay. is too good. I they, love they, Max Freed. They're they're too good to kind they're of They're loaded, man. Their offense, I mean they listen, you lose Freddie Freeman and they, they they win a World Series last year without Ronald Acuña. You lose Freddie Freeman, you bring in Matt Olson, you bring in Acuña, you know, eventually they're going to start clicking and really getting it going. I think that they're a really good fucking baseball team. Yeah. I agree. And speaking of Freeman, Dave, like I saw like Obviously, we all know who Freddie Freeman is, a fringe Hall of Famer, probably a Hall of yeah. Famer now. But it's not like I was watching every Braves game. But he – I mean, not to sound like a like memes exist, like he has the type of swing that old old callers that call 100%. Right, cream yeah. themselves. Like mm-hmm. yeah. he has such a beautiful swing. Yeah. And he sprays the ball. He can mm-hmm. hit all around the field and, uh, you know – plays the game the right way or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. he does. He fits all those attributes and, and you know. What, good leader of men? Is, which, is that what you're saying? <laughs> What's that? Leader, leader of men. Leader of men. Yeah, he's a leader of men. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, all my meth fan buddies were doing, like, a happy dance when he left and, and went to L.A. They – they see him in their in their nightmares, man. He is a he was a monster against the Mets. So, like you said, sprays the ball all over, gets the big hit, is clutch. You know, he's he's just a stud. He's he's built for Hollywood, man. He's fucking built for Hollywood. He's that, gonna be great. You know, that, like, that, he got his new veneers in. He's got the hair going. He does. He, he does have Hollywood. princess of teeth. He does, Absolutely. man. He's built for Hollywood. I love all this, but let me go step back on the Braves part of that. Like, I couldn't believe that Braves were fourteen and eighteen. Going into today, yeah. like that's ridiculous. Like this is way Happened too last year to too. They're gonna totally yeah. turn that around. I completely agree with you. They're yeah, gonna be Morton good. hasn't been Morton. They still, yeah. I think Soroka's still on that team, right? He's got a. Oh, you mean the manager? Yep. No, 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 no. The pitcher, the pitcher. Yeah, yeah. Soroka. He's been fighting injuries. But actually, injuries. Freed yeah. and Wright are, are, are good. I mean, yeah. They just, uh, yeah, they just kind of spinning in their own mud for a little bit a little yeah. little bit of a world series hangover maybe you think? yeah a little bit i yeah. think it'll be fine though for sure yeah. like april you never know about april and freed is notoriously slow yes he, he right. is right. Good point. he pitched lights out in in la a couple of weeks ago yeah and he pitched yeah. good uh the other day his last start against the bu- uh not the bucks the brewers so the, yeah they'll be fine totally yeah totally. What, what, what do you what do um not to not to switch subjects here, but Andy, I'm super high on your Marin on on your Mariners, man. Um, I love Julio Rodriguez. I love some of the mojo they got going over there. I picked them to win that division. I'm yeah. very very high in the Mariners, man. And, well, I have them winning 84 and a half games. That's my bet. So, I mean, they they struggled. They've been on a pretty lengthy slump, but you know, you gotta just. It's early. Gotta, they'll, they'll, I think they'll get it. I think they'll get it. You got to just kind of ride through it. You know, last year they were winning all those games by one run. And so mm-hmm. last week they lost like four games in a row to Tampa all by one run. So yeah. it all it all evens, evens out. out. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So, yeah, Julio Rodriguez, he's just a baby. But he's going to be a stud. He has, he has it, you know. He's, he's going to be a stud. He, he's, I don't know how to describe it, but he's got a really nice swing. He, he's got a, you know. You hear? I don't know. I don't know what you take. He's got it. He's, he's got it. The it factor. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. L- Logan yeah. Gilbert's fucking nasty. Gilbert's na- Gilbert reminds me of like what a healthy. Uh, what's the guy that was on glass? He's like he kind of reminds glass me of glass now. Yeah, he he's nasty. Get, he hasn't gotten hurt yet. Knock on wood. Knock on so wood. Yeah. Gilbert's a stud. Obviously, Brash got sent back, but he still has. He's gonna be good. Up. Yeah, he'll be fine. A uh, Robbie Ray, he's 
he, I think he's kind of trying too hard, but he'll be fine too. He'll get there, yeah. He won the Cy Young last year. The mm-hmm. guy that they called up on on Sunday, uh, Kirby, that yes. guy. Got he looked nasty, man. I tried to pick nasty. him up in my keeper league. He was taken. I was like, shit. Yeah, George Kirby. Yeah. So they, their rotation is very young and inexperienced, except for Robbie Ray. And, uh, I mean, little Marco Gonzalez, he is what he is. And he is what he is, yeah. Ain't bad. But, yeah, the between Gilbert and, and – uh, Kirby, like, yeah, the future's bright for him. And obviously, I say it as a joke, but it's true. Like, Ty France is a guy that Mike would cream himself over, too. <laughs> yeah, he's really good, man. <laughs> I can't really wait good. for – He's like McClouth, McClouth, whatever. Yeah, That's except – That kind of guy. He actually produces. Ty, Ty France, yeah. guy. he hits the ball everywhere. Yeah. He's, uh, you know, he's got the good looks. Uh, it, so, the Mariners actually play at the Mets next week, I think. So. Oh, cool. You know, that's a good the, series. Wow! Oh, that will be that. Yeah, East Coast actually get to see him. Right, week. right. If you if if people don't play like, you know, fantasy baseball or follow every night, they don't realize how good some of these guys are. And you know, obviously, you know, we all follow. So, you know, I saw Logan Gilbert last year, and I was like, this kid is really good, like yeah. really nasty. So Gilbert's uh, a stud. And then yeah, they're as you know, Dave knows notoriously the Mariners. Uh, Achilles Seal is like hitters. Yeah. And uh, they're still, their lineup has some pretty ugly numbers. But like the, the two guys they got from the Reds, like. Yeah, Wink, I was just going to say Winker, who's a career, has good numbers, has really struggled, man. Yeah. He's yeah. had some like loud outs or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. That's another thing I want to <laughs> ask you guys about like some of this analytics. Like, I think watching the game, it still brings a lot of meaning. Like Joey Gallo, I look at his like, like stack ass page like early in the season. He's hitting the ball hard. But they play like five guys on the right side. He hit the ball 150 miles an hour all he fucking wants. It's gonna be hit either at somebody or if he hits it over the the second baseman, the left field. Like it it, it it's not gonna matter. He's gonna strike out 40 percent of the time. Then when he puts the bat on the ball, even if it's hit hard, there's four people where he's hitting the ball. So like people are like oh he's he's gonna get results. He can get results. The only way he's going to get results is if he lifts the ball over the fucking fence and he has like two homers. So like, I mean, it, 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 it's, it's deceiving to look at some of the stats and look at some of the pages, you know, when I'm watching the game and I'm like, all right, he hit the ball 111 miles an hour, but there were two people standing right there. Like that he's not getting a hit in that spot. You know what I mean? So it's, it, what do you guys take on like the analytic side of it? And, you know, I have a lot of Yankee fans preaching to me and a lot of baseball fans preaching to me. Well, and I do it as well, you know, because I watch this, hey, Donaldson's hitting the ball hard, he's due, he's due. But, you know, somebody like Gallo or some of these guys who, you know, maybe their their uh, savant page looks good, but you just know, like, that they're, it's not going to yield results unless they hit the ball over the fence. Yeah. Dave, you want to go first? Wow, good question. Um, first, let's give a, give, give a shout-out to our friend Kevin on the Cape. He's in the chat. He says, everyone will nice. punch Donaldson in the face during that brawl. Let's go fucking Mets. I love that. I love that. <laughs> Mets look good. I gotta say, man, I can't say anything bad about them right now. You did mention the bullpen, which I, I think is fair. But um, so on the topic of uh, the analytics, yeah, the numbers can be very deceiving, can't they? I think I was just talking. In fact, it's interesting you asked that question, Andy and, and Jared, because like I was just talking about the red, the Blue Jays, and I really do think that's a very classic example of where those numbers can be misleading. Do they do it in a big spot? Do they do it against good pitching? So far, my just my impression has been no, I don't think so. And so it just depends on context, where you're hitting, who you're hitting against. 
you know, like you mentioned the it factor. You know, for a long time, Mookie Betts had that it factor. It's like you were always afraid because he'll do something with the ball. He's not just going to sit there and strike out all the time or most mm-hmm. of the time. Even if he doesn't have a good game, he might still do something. He might still make a great of catch. Of course. He might still steal a base. Numbers don't tell that story. There's still a lot of factors to what a baseball player can be besides just the analytics. The analytics tell a lot of the story. So they're obviously important. But I think there are other things that require just watching the game. Like, you just got to see it. Like, you know, like another good example of like where numbers can be misleading is like pitcher bullpen, pitcher reliever ERA. Correct. Yeah. It's always good. It's like, so what the hell does that mean? Oh, a guy has a two ERA. It means shit. Sometimes they're yeah. terrible. Like, Bro, he'll come in and he'll let up the two runs, like inherited runner score. Yeah. And then he's like, he leaves with like a win. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> Yeah. So, Andy, I, I don't know if that, that flushes it out for you, but, you know, certainly I have seen, you know, there's more than meets the eye to every stat you see with any player. And this is true of all sports, but it's certainly true in baseball. Yeah, I mean, there's, when you say analytics, it's a, at this point, it's it's so vast. You could have, like, eight shows about analytics. And I will say about, like, the loss, like, you know, the speed of the baseball, like on contact and launching all that. It's, it's great. It's useful. I don't, I just don't think it should be the be all end all. And right, right. part of, part of why baseball is, is, has been baseball for so long. It, it's fun when your team or the team you're getting, team you root for, team you gamble on, whatever, the neutral, your eyes, whatever. Like when you see a team like bingle another team to death in an inning where they score like four runs and none of the balls are hit hard. You know, their fist balls are getting fisted in between shortstop and center field and just blue pits. That's part of the game too. And it kind of balances out like the three run home runs. We like to see all of that. And, and not, and when it comes to the shift, I'm not like anti shift is like some of my other opinions with like bullpenning and starting pitchers and stuff. But you know, there's, I don't hate the shift as much as some of the other like anti-shift people. The shift is like, if I was a pitcher, like, mm-hmm. and I'm sure they like, they talk about this, but let's say, you know, you're, you're facing a lefty. And so your infield is all shifted towards, you know, first and second base. And you end up like, you know, you're, you're facing a lefty hitter and, you know, the ball's on the outside corner of the plate. Well, like chances are that ball's going to end up on the left side of the infield. And, there's no third base from there. So, you know, if you pitch, get, that's what happens too. These pitches are human. Like the pitches get away from them and the pitch that's supposed to go like inside ends up on the outside of the plate, you know, and then a conventional, a conventional infield alignment, you know, that'd be an out, but because of the shift, you know, you're damned if you do damned if you don't sometimes, oh, yeah. but you know, information, I'm not saying like information bad, like, but you can get, you can definitely get like paralyzed by overanalyzation. That goes with everything in life, not just like baseball analytics. That can be like, you know, with girls, with your job. Yeah. Right. But, like yeah. um, when it comes to like baseball and, 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 and all that stuff. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta watch the game with your eyes too. And um, in terms of Dave, you mentioned like relievers and, you know, eventually we're going to get to the point where, like, this no-name, you know, spring training, like, guy that, you know, let's say he strikes out 
Freeman like three times in a Grapefruit League game. Like, is he gonna like? Well, he would. He you know, he'll Freeman be the Freeman guy. Yeah. Like, so we gotta call him up for you know just for that Dodger series. I know I say that as a joke, but like, you know, we're not that far off from it where we like over. We just overemphasize some of these small sample size like splits and. When it comes to pitch count and stuff, it, I know the the hard-headed analytic guys are like, no, like, well, okay, former athlete says this, therefore we must listen to this. But I don't know how many how many former starting pitchers say there are outings where I throw 70 pitches and I feel like I ran like a marathon. And there are outings where I throw 110 pitches and I feel fresh as a daisy, like, Yep. What we're not supposed to believe them, and we're not supposed to like think that actually happens. Of course, it happens. It happens, and it's not just in baseball. It can happen like in other sports too, where like sh- short bursts of energy, like wear an athlete out. Whereas like you know they could play a triple overtime game of basketball and, and feel fresh as a daisy. You know. Sure, sure, and and to kind of piggyback off that a little bit is I, I do believe like whether like Andy, you made a point, whether it's in sports, whether it's in life or, or in fashion, like, you know, things end up like cycling, like coming back into quote unquote style. I think that eventually you're going to be seeing some more teams who seek guys who put the bat on the ball. Like I, I, I will always think that some of the other stats do outweigh batting average. I was never one of these guys that, Hey, batting average doesn't matter. Sure. I weigh OPS, WRC plus on base percentage, maybe higher than batting average, but you're going to see, I'm telling you, you're going to see, guys or, or teams start to look for people who make contact, put the balls in play, put the bat on the ball. Um, you're going to look for that. Um, I really think that's going to cycle back in. Um, I think I start to see it a little bit more now. And I think the thing that baseball is missing too, as far as the grow to game, grow the game aspect is I remember when I was younger, you know, back in 03, 02, 01, and you know, whether it's a playoff game or even a primetime game and you're able to build a starting pitching matchup like a heavyweight fight, right? Like Clemens um, Pedro or, uh, you know, Randy Johnson against um, Maddox, whatever it was. We don't have a lot of that anymore because it's either A, a lot of bull, you know, openers that, that are involved, or you have starters that are um, conditioned to only go four or five innings. Um, you know, you build your rotations different. Sure, you know, there are still aces in the game for sure. Mm-hmm. But you know if it's going, you know, if you're game one of the ALCS and it's Clemens Pedro, those guys are going to want to go nine innings. Where now they're not going to be allowed to go three times through the order. You got a guy up in the fourth inning. It's a completely different feel, I think, as far as going into so, some of those games. I think that hurts baseball. It does hurt baseball. And the question is, from the standpoint of the front office – is it really helping the pitchers stay healthier? And I don't think it is, to be honest oh. with you. Don't you see people still getting hurt? People still in the absolutely with ACL tear. So, what exactly are they gaining by doing this? Yeah. So it's the analytics. Is it? So just to kind of expand on this, and this is what I, I love and hate about baseball. I love the starting pitching matchups, like ace versus ace, and like even the casual baseball fan in two thousand one, 2002, whatever, as Captain pointed out, like, they knew who Zito Mulder and uh, who's the other guy on the A's for a while. Hudson, uh, Hudson, Hudson. Hudson, yeah. Hudson, they knew those guys. Yeah. They, they knew the 2005 White Sox rotation of Burley Gurley, Garcia, and Jose Contreras and Garland. 
You know, they all they knew all them. Like think, think about Tim Lincecum. He was must see TV. Yeah, yeah. Lincecum and Kane. He, like Kane, not Absolutely. so much, but Lincecum for sure. All the Lincecum Kershaw matchups and Cap. Like you, you mentioned like Yankees one through fourteen. Like and it's true. Like they have a shutdown uh, bullpen, but yeah. You think like the the even like a in whatever the step like the the between diehard and casual baseball fan like you're gonna ask them to know everyone's like one through fourteen like that's not gonna happen like, no it's the, not gonna happen like a big Minnesota twin fan like he knows his one through fourteen like he might not know the Yankees one through fourteen like Tampa as as good as they are like. Like Kitteridge, for example, Kitteridge. Andy, like, I, I can tell like, you right now, if we have a three-game series against Tampa, I don't know who the fuck they're going to start. Like, I have no uh, – and I watch every day. I'm in three fantasy baseball leagues. I don't know. You know, it's, it's – They don't know sometimes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> starting, like, <laughs> it's like – and that – it, it kind of drives you nuts. Like It, is, it I, really does. And so, I know Fitz, he might he'll probably listen, and he's like – he'll be like, you want every team to have a Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling and – in uh you know like the 2001 diamond I'm, I'm not asking for that but i want i just want like a stick-to-itiveness to the rotation like you know i it's not too long ago where they would bump the fifth starter if there was an off day just so the ace can pitch on his regular you know four days rest and so that fifth starter would only maybe get like 26 starts a year and the first starter would get like 33 to 35 starts maybe even 36 37 yeah those days are long gone i get that yeah no doubt no doubt dave Dave, your point about like preventing injuries i like we baby the heck out of Syndergaard in in degrom and that hasn't really really we haven't seen the fruits of that labor have we nope severino glass now all of i mean all the big a lot of these big pitchers get hurt man yeah, it's... and I don't know. I'm sure down the road there'll be some sort of study. Like, did they get overused as like playing teenager like, yeah. AAU league teams? And because I think in college they probably only go in six innings too. But so I don't know. I I, I, just... I wonder, Andy. I wonder if it's ever going to get to a point where when you're in the draft and you're looking to draft somebody that they dig into how many travel teams you're on, how many AAU games you played, how much wear and tear really is on that arm. I wonder if they eventually are going to dig that deep. And if there's, like you said, some studies could come out. I wonder if they're going to dig that deep and say, hey, this guy's a risk for this, a risk for that. It's going to be interesting because times are changing, man. They're finding information on everything. You know, now I think, you know, you hear more about spin rate than you do about velocity. And five years ago, no one knew what the hell spin rate. Well, I mean, not a lot of people knew what spin rate was. I mean, it's, it's crazy how times are changing year by year, information wise. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you fix like, grow the game like i'll always like baseball right mm-hmm. and watch baseball if i didn't gamble i don't know i don't know maybe not as much but there's something to be said about baseball not to sound like mike whatever but it starts when you know winter's thawing out and it ends when the, the days start getting dark and the leaves get yes. crispy mm-hmm. and it's there with you every day if you have a shitty that... game it sucks and yeah but it's there and you can listen to the game you can you can zone out for an inning or two. It's always there. And it yep. like other baseball fans in your city and your neighborhood, they all, they're all, you're all just kind of riding that same bike or whatever yep. you want to call it. And, you know, I'll, so that part will always be there. But in terms of like growing the game or 
I think not to like expand too much. Like our our the way our brain, the way the youth consume stuff, like baseball, not might not be there. It, like, it's just not there for him because like I have a twelve year old half brother. Like he's on his phone. He's watching people play NHL ninety five or whatever yeah. on YouTube. Like he'll play yeah. base. He'll play the league or whatever it's called. The show. The show. But, yeah. Um, and he knows a ton of NHL hockey players, but I don't. He's not watching the Houston Astros every night. He's not listening to the Astros every night. He's not reading the box scores like we were like every right. day. Right. Um, and you can showcase Trout, Freeman, Judge, Betts all you want. Like, I don't know. I think I don't know what it's gonna be. Like we they have the diehard fans. They don't you don't really need to do anything to like the diehard fans are gonna stay regardless of what happens. Like agreed. In terms of getting new fans, I I'm not sure what you do. Andy, I'm not smart enough. I have out. I I have and I, I actually texted Dave and Fiddle on this months ago on what they because I was gonna do a whole podcast on what my beef is with baseball and how they can help not fix the game but grow the game. I think baseball does a disgusting job with how they um, present and market Major League Baseball. I mean, Andy, to be honest with you, like. My days are crazy. Sometimes if there's a primetime basketball game on at 10 o'clock, I won't even watch the first quarter. But what I do is the first thing I wake up, I open my phone and I go to House of Highlights. I see every highlight. I see the score. I see not only on that, whether it's on different uh, Twitter pages, whatever. Major League Baseball has none of that. Omar from House of Highlights has millions and millions and millions of followers. NBA invites him to games. NFL invites him to games. Baseball doesn't have anything like that. Um, I think that baseball talent-wise – is in extremely good hands. Um, how they accentuate and market that talent, I think is very poor. And I think that that part can change. And you mentioned the big thing, Andy, you mentioned gambling. Gambling and fantasy. Fantasy football, they make an absolute killing. There's moms that do it, dads that do it, uh, females that do it. Baseball barely puts any effort towards their fantasy. Um, even they put a little bit of effort. Maybe it might not be the groundswell that football has, but you might be able to get some new eyes on the sport. Everybody likes to gamble. Every, not everybody, but a lot of people like to gamble. A lot of people like to play fantasy. If baseball ever accentuated that, I think that'd be a big thing. Um, the gambling side of it too. You know, I, I saw that on MLB Network. They're starting to do like odds and some different like gambling shows. Like that needs to happen. Um, maybe even like DraftKings kiosks at different games where you could put in different pop bets prop bets whatever it is something that gets eyes on the game because i think the talent is really good nobody fucking knows yeah and i think that baseball and rob manfred do a really bad job and i have a lot of other gripes with the way that the game is being portrayed and the way the game is being played and how it's being you know quote unquote grown um but i'm not gonna hijack the podcast with that because i got a whole whole list but i just wanted to piggyback off some of your points yeah i mean they're all hit the nail on the head of that and like yeah personally like I played fantasy baseball before fantasy football. I was a heavy baseball gambler. Like if you gave me gun to my head, I could only bet on one sport for the rest of my life. It's baseball. Like I just maybe every night, every night I find like, and Tommy's like, well, you like every baseball team. Like I just like betting on like, I like looking at the starting pitching matchups and like, Oh baby, you call me a fool. Like you don't, you don't look at the data enough. (laughs) If I see, if I see Logan Webb going against Mike Clevenger, I'm, I'm going Logan Webb. Right, right. You know, yeah. Just like, yeah. And I know even though Logan Webb, though he's a sinker ball pitcher, he can actually go seven innings. Like, cause right. He, 
you know, the ground balls, the contact. Yeah. Like, I know Logan Webb probably going to go seven innings, and Clevenger probably only going to go five or six innings. I'll, I'll take my chances. With I'm that. with you on that, man. I'm with you 100%. Yeah. And I'll always, like, you know, if Kirsch, Kirsch are on the road, you can usually – the odds aren't too outrageous. And, you know, it's just I, I just like stuff like that. And to your point about how they present it, I, I don't know. Like, they have um, – I it's probably too much work for some of these people. Like you can go on MLB, the at bat app and they have like the, the, like the truncated versions of the game where I think it's just like, I don't know what yeah. they call it. Like no labels used to talk about. I think yeah. Produce them. Yeah. Like, you're right. You're right. I watched those. The game sometimes. was like 30 minutes. It's still 30 minutes, but like mm-hmm. you can watch like every out and hit and run. Like, but you know, like I know Andy, you mentioned your, your 12 year old half brother, like, everybody's on Twitter, everybody's on Instagram, everybody's on TikTok. And I think baseball does minimal effort towards all social media platforms, like very minimal effort. And I think if they were able to kind of push that and see like Ronald Acuna hit a home run and do the LeBron James thing, like younger kids would be into that. You know what I mean? Like they like that kind of stuff. And I just don't think it's, it's um, marketed good enough. And Hey, maybe, maybe it still wouldn't be enough to get, you know, the amount of eyes on baseball that we think could be on baseball. But, you know, who the hell knows? Yeah. yeah. It's something they'll have to – I don't know if they have to figure it out, but it would – Fuck! Uh-oh. Uh-oh. How the fuck do you let Vlad score from first? Aaron Hicks has a fucking noodle. Sorry. No, it's all good. Yeah, no worries, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. 4-3. 4-3. Toronto. They let Vlad score from first. Oh my uh, goodness! Are you Vlad? Vlad Guerrero yeah, Jr. Vlad, yes. I can't even visualize how that could have happened. <laughs> I know. Uh, he's almost as slow as his father was. I remember Vlad Senior. Yeah, he was slow. Oh. <laughs> Toronto, Toronto's impressed. So last year, I know their defense got like LOL, like Blue Jays defense. But I, I, I don't know. Like Bobachet, he made a ton of errors last year. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they, he did. They, they're, they're like Matt Chapman there. makes your defense better. Yeah. Matt Chapman, but I mean, it's crazy because Marcus Simeon last year was he's an MVP candidate, you know. So when they lost him, I was kind of relieved. And I know he's not doing great this year, but he was an absolute Yankee killer. And I was like, oh, thank God he's not there anymore. Um, Matt Chapman was awful last year, obviously, but um, I thought that losing Simeon was like a win for us. And so far, I mean, Chapman hasn't been great, but Simeon's been awful. But, yeah, their defense last year wasn't great. To your point about spending money the right way, like, mm-hmm. I guess if you sell your soul, you go to Texas, right? See, Oh, my God, Texas yeah. did not spend the money the right way, but they have, like, those two contracts are pretty crazy for Seaman and Seager. Yeah. And they have no they have no pitching to speak of. They're, they're, but, they're in trouble, man. I mean, what, what are they going to – What are I mean, Jack Leiter obviously is there in the minors. Um but, you know, what are they going to do? Uh, you know, if Seager and Simeon are not the players that they thought they were going to be, they spent a boatload of money. I, I don't know. I have to look and see what their farm system's looking like. But that could be dead money on their payroll for, you know, if, if things don't turn around for the next couple of years. They're a bad team this year. Like, they're yeah. not a good team this year. They are. Yeah, they're we- always pretty bad. I mean, they had they have some good years. Obviously, that World Series year nelson cruz they were low they were loaded that year they should have won a world series that year they had yeah. what they had cruz hamilton um cliff well, lee. So they have cliff lee yeah they were loaded that i mean that, that offense i just remember 
that Ian Kinsler, when he was like really good, um, had a really, really good team. Adrian Beltre, I think they had too. Yep, yep. had a really, really good team. And and the fact that Nelson Cruz couldn't play a fly ball, they they should have a ring. Future Hall of Famer Nelson Cruz, right? Don't you think so? I th- I mean, yeah. the steroid thing might play mm, a factor. Okay, well, I don't know. That's fair. That's but fair. I think he should be. He's 40 years old and he's he's, he's been productive his whole matches. career. Yeah, he's at this point. I, the Hall of Fame is is officially the Hall of Very Good, and I whatever. I mean, it's got it was bound to happen. What was anyways. the breaking point for you, Andy, with that? As far as the, <laughs> the Hall of Very Good, just because there's there's so many, you know, as the years go by, there's more people getting into it, and right, I think right, it's, right. it's that way with football. It's that way with basketball. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, like I know Leo jokes about, but you could make just make a new wing in Cooperstown and just like. You have the Hall of Fame of like greatness, and then the Hall of Very Good. But um, I don't know, Fiddle. God bless his soul. Like, there's another metric now that measures like Hall of Fame worthiness, and it's really, like, yeah. It's uh, wow. he talked about it on the other place, but it's like you just take your WAR from like, you know, it's like a golf handicap where you take your eight best mm-hmm. scores out of the twenty most recent rounds. Whereas this is like you take your five best WAR out of 15 year like 15 of your best years or something i don't know but he was he was doing it with joe yes him and brett were talking about joey Votto. okay and fids did like the calculations and he was like yeah joey Votto, based on like this metric is is a hall of famer listen i don't think you need the metrics to fake to tell me that joey Votto's a hall of famer yeah i, I, I agree i think that was pretty clear <laughs> to me <Agreed>. yeah <laughs> Agreed. But I'm glad he went through all that effort, but <laughs> I agree with you Good there, on. Dave. Yeah. Bottles sure. Bottles was one of was an all timer. He's great. It's just a, it's just a shame he's been on all those shitty Reds teams for his entire career. Like it would have been nice to have him on a good team. He's so good. Yeah. He used to be really good at defense too. Like it was just Oh, uh, he was you know, he was the like, you know, he obviously hit for average, he got on base at a crazy clip, he had power, he was yeah, one of the best first basemen in the game for a very long time, and I think last year he had a really big resurgence too. I'd have to go back and look at his numbers, mm-hmm. but I think he had a really good year last year. I I buy that. I mean, his OPS has been very consistent yes, throughout his career. Like he did have one bad year though. I think it was uh, not that long ago, a couple years back. I think, but overall, he's been amazing. Um, all right, so here's a big question. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm going to keep it positive. I'm not going to talk about the Nationals. I feel bad for Nationals fans, though. My goodness, they are trash. I, I feel so mm-hmm. bad. They have almost nobody. Like Soto and yeah, that's about it. <laughs> that's that's it. it. Soto, Josh Bell, it's about that's it. pretty much it. Mm-hmm. And then the Cubs, kind of a similar scenario. Like, you know, Bryant's somewhere else now. Rizzo's somewhere else now. You're left with uh, Hendricks, who had a miserable start. He did have a great start on Monday. We, we did. Yeah, Kevin, did. I know that he very did. well. He did. Um, and the thing I've argued about Fitz for for years with that fucking Jason Hayward contract, I said it was god awful, god awful, god awful. He's like, you deserve it, you deserve it. And now look, terrible yeah. contract. He's so bad. Yeah. yeah. Now it, that, there's no defending it now, right? Like it, it, he's been. I forgot that he's still there. <laughs> I know. I know. You almost forget. I know. That's Sorry to cut point. you off, Dave. But yeah, it's 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 a it's a terrible scenario for the Cubs. I mean, what went wrong with them? That's I'm really fascinated by that. Like it's just. It's hard to explain. Like you thought that they were loaded, you thought that they had good things going with the with the farm. I have no explanation for really how it when, went. When they started to sell off, Dave, I I was 
I thought maybe it was a little premature when they were mm-hmm. talking about selling, but yeah. yeah, I mean, they, I mean, I was never the biggest bias guy, mm-hmm. but you know, obviously Rizzo and Brian are two very good players and you know, I guess they felt like they weren't going to want to pay them and they were getting older. So it was better to try and get something for them and, and tear it down. But you know, listen, they go and sign Marcus Stroman, who's god awful and he's hurt now, yeah. and he's probably blocked half of Chicago on Twitter. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, I don't, I they they don't look to be in a good spot right now. No. Okay, so let's go back to the positive. So here's a here's a big question: Are the Mets for real? Are the Angels for real? They both look terrific right now, and I, not only just like they just got hot, they look like very talented teams. The lineup, the Angels lineup, has the top WRC plus team. It's early, but obviously, but. The top WRC plus rating out of all the teams in MLB right now, um, with a WRC plus team ranking of I believe 122, it was really good, really good. Um, and the Mets, what can you say about them? Like you know, you've got Max is still Max, which I, which just blows my mind. I thought he would be yeah. falling off by now, but boy, what a great job! Best out contract, maybe may one of the best contracts in baseball history. Yeah, he was good early he was good his whole time through his big contract mm-hmm. and now he's good again through another big contract yeah. you rarely see that yeah it's a good spot so i mean andy's been kind of uh in, are you watching the red Sox game as we as we speak uh, i have i have the braves i got i'm yeah. watching the red Sox. i'm verlander has a no hitter going on too oh my way. goodness so Dave, wow. the reason why i'm not watching hockey on my computer with you guys is because that last time like i haven't no it's with mlb.tv and it's I, feel, I need to ask Fiddle this. Like, don't get a fucking yes. I don't know. So, like, if you're watching an MLB game on the MLB.tv on mute, the commercial sometimes plays sound, and I didn't want to fuck up your program. Dave. Oh yeah, I know what you mean. That's happened to me I, a lot. Sometimes that happens on ESPN too. So anyway, I'm not. I'm just following the hockey on my. I'm having a terrible gambling night, but we'll. Oh live. no. Um, Oof. We need the Braves to come back, but. Okay. Um, We'll be all right. We got the mar- we'll be all right. But uh, well, there's one run. In, yeah, there you go. You asking, gun to my head, who's more real? Uh, yeah, the, the Mets or the Angels? Well, just are they real for real? Like, I mean, oh, I, I think the Mets. I think the Mets are a hundred percent real. A hundred percent real. They have, they've got the, they've got the lineup. It's a pretty good lineup. Mm-hmm. I don't get when Fiddle says Sterling Marte is like. If you take away stats, like Sterling Marte is the best baseball. He said that some announcer said that, and he's been using that. I don't understand what that means. Either. <laughs> if you take yeah. away stats, what? the best looking baseball player in the game is Sterling Marte. I guess because he's like ripped or athletic looking. I don't know. Maybe, but be that as it may, like a lot, they got they got a great lineup. Like McNeil, I don't know how long he'll keep it up, but he he's he's a hitting machine. They got, they got a very well-rounded team, and obviously you just got to watch out for the Met month, net, you know, negative stuff, injuries that could happen to any team. Angels, they've got a, I, I don't, I think their rotation can be, I don't, I don't really think they have much of a rotation. Like Otani, Otani is never gonna be like a 200 inning pitcher. I don't. Think. No, he's not. They, they are very fragile with him, and for every six inning 12 strikeout performance like he'll either go through these periods where he only hits and play you know he's like a dh for a month straight or he has a horrendous performance like he did against uh, the yankees last year where his you know 
his innings, he doesn't pitch enough innings. Like, so his ERA, like that one outing, like fucked up his ERA for yeah. a very, very long time. But their lineup, Dave, as you mentioned, is 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 very good. And, you know, any lineup with Trout and Otani is is very formidable. Rendon, too. Yeah. Rendon, obviously. Yeah, I forgot, I almost forgot about Rendon. And those, the guy that looks like, um, who's a guy? Ward, right? For a while, the Jason Worth lookalike uh, with the long hair. Jared Walsh? Walsh. Walsh. Yeah, Walsh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have Deb Ward, who's been phenomenal. He's one of the best offensive players this year so far. Yeah, I just worry about you know their their rotation and their bullpen. Reasonable, but reasonable you thing can to say worry that about, about yeah. a lot of teams. Yeah, you know, that's why the bullpen. That's why bullpens are bullpens. Like, right. You you have a good point. I mean, it's sort of like who has a good bullpen this year. You know, Dodgers do. The Yankees do. Yankees, yeah, another one. You know, but they're not a lot. You're, you have a point. Like, there's a someone's flawed everywhere. You know, like you have to be, you have to be someone like Fiddle. You have to be a diehard Tampa fan to like know the ins and outs of that pitching staff. It's not even a, I don't even call it a rotation or bullpen. It's Mm -hmm. just a staff. Yeah. Because you're right. Yeah. Brian Kenny's wet dream where. Yeah, you're, you could you're you're gonna close one game, then you're gonna be like the uh, the bulk guy. You come in after the opener, then you might be the opener, then you might be like the high <laughs> leverage in the inning guy. It's crazy. It's it's so crazy, and so they're trying to stretch out like uh, Yarbrough, you know Yarbrough or whatever. It's just, I don't I don't know. McClanahan's legit though. Like yeah, he's he's our guy, Dave. We got him. Be like a real bona fide like six seven inning Stud. guy. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I dig sure. that. Um, all right. Um, I think that's a pretty good place to more or less wrap things up. I mean, if there's anything else you want to bring up, we can go around the table and see if there's anything else you want to get into. Uh, Cap, I'll go to you first. No, I'm, I listen. I anytime you want to jump on here and do a baseball podcast, it's it, it was great. I love uh, you know both see, talking and seeing you and Andy. So um, got nothing else, man. Um, probably pour one more scotch, settle in, and hopefully. Yankees pulled this out and uh, definitely would like to do this again. It was great. I appreciate you, Cap. Thank you so much for doing this. Um, Andy, two things. One, I don't know if I wrote it on the on the thing, on the Discord thing today, but man, I called it with I called it with Miami today. Boy, did I call that. Holy shit, I called that. My goodness. You knew that Harden was going to do that again, but and it may give it to you for any oh, Did Harden have a horrendous shooting game? <laughs> he did not the game the before. But he... I haven't looked at the box score, though. Well, regardless, they were the team was not shooting well. Like they were just, they were terrible tonight. They couldn't buy a three. It was terrible. Anyway, Doc Rivers. No final thought. <laughs> I, I love, I love, I love the baseball. I love the baseball shows. I like. Mm-hmm. You got to get Fids on at some point. Um, we all got. Yeah, do it. we all have yeah, a round table. Could not, just, yeah. could not agree more. I would say it's 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 early, but it go. I like you know I like to say a lot of things tongue-in-cheek it's early but like all of a sudden next thing you know it'll be the middle of june i like breaking up the season in thirds like april may june july june like july, the cuts of the summer and yeah. then mm-hmm. and then august like the first half of, of august still feels like the guts of summer but there's that time in the late middle to late august and we mm-hmm. all know it like Dave, you're going to have your first college podcast. Like, yep. yeah. The, the, the sun angle changes. There's like flirtations of cool, like crisp 
parts of the you know the breeze or whatever. You know, ooh, summer's coming to an end, and and the baseball season changes. You get that and, feeling. And then it goes Absolutely. into September, and you're fighting with the NFL. But yeah, this as as long as the baseball season ends, like and it lasts, it it can go pretty quick too. And the last thing I'll say is like the I love looking at the standings like a weirdo sometimes and it's always like the AL Central teams that have mm-hmm. played like three games sometimes <laughs> five games fewer than like the teams that have played the most because of all the delays and April AL Central games they all look the same like no one's in the building there's w- trash flying around because it's windy and it's like oh. is this Chicago is this Cleveland <laughs> is this Minnesota and it's like 2-1 but that's that's part of that's part of the charm of that AL Central. Like, it just no one's there. There's t- Detroit. There's rainouts all the time. <laughs> no, no, and, yeah, and they all have like five games less than like like a team like the Angels who don't have a ton of rainouts. Yep. yep, yep, yeah, that's true. That it will balance out, but it is hysterical to see all that stuff in the beginning of the year. And I do think, I do, and I say this like I'm not. I think the layoff that the Yankees had fucked fucked them up pretty good. I agree. I, I think offensively it really screwed them up a little bit. Hopefully they'll be able to get it back going, but we'll see. That's a good it's observation. Um, so last thing I'll say, Andy, I am I I got my travel book to Seattle in early September. It'll be September eighth through twelve. Oh my, you guys are gonna be hanging out? Yeah, Watch it looks like uh, now you got a series between the Braves and the Mariners there, but I know it's also the opening weekend of the NFL, so it's gonna be interesting to plan that all out. Oh, but if you're there for those dates in in Freed's pit, we'll go. Like I want to see Max Freed in person. Yeah, good spot. Okay, okay, we'll do it. Well, I'll hit you up. I'll be there for a while, so I think we can figure out a day in there somewhere. So, yeah. Um, where, where, are you, where are you guys gonna go to watch football? I don't know. That's a great question, but Dave. If you have play, like I know you got like you're there for the the music thing. Well, or whatever, we'll figure but, it out. We'll figure it out. It's like yeah, with that we'll, many days, I think I can figure it out. Yeah, we'll 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 go to the bar. We'll t- we'll go to the bar that I told Tr to go to. Nice, nice. Okay, okay. Yeah, we'll go. We'll How go. was that? Good nice. time. Hundred percent. Oh, I love it. Awesome, man. 100%. I love it. Dave Irmas, but yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. He's a good guy. And the board does not. He said that the board. He doesn't have the power for the board to go slower for anybody. Mm, yeah, I didn't think interesting. so. Interesting. All right. I mean, like, look, if that's what he says, like, I will, I will take it. We'll see. But fair. I mean, listen, that's that's. I'm I'm not even going to speculate on that. Andy, it's good to see you again. Caps, same thing. Um, it's a good time. Cap, let's do this again sometime soon. As you mentioned, we'll, we'll get, we should get Fids in the mix. I'll reach, we'll reach out to him, too. So, let's do uh, it, man. And Andy, hope to have you back next week, too. We'll do our, our usual oh, thing yeah. with the football. The, the schedule gets released, right? Isn't it getting released uh, Thursday, on Thursday? Right? Yeah, so we'll have much to discuss. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. All right. All right, fellas. Take All right, boys. Take Good you, night, everybody. guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Thank likewise. you. Thanks, Thanks for having us. See you, Jerry. Yeah, take Peace. care, See fellas. You, Later. Bye, Andy. Bye, Andy. Bye, yeah. Oh, good stuff. All right. So great to see them again. Um, if you missed any part of the show tonight, I mean, you can catch a replay right here on YouTube if you're watching on our YouTube simulcast. Otherwise, we have the podcast for you on the podcast feed, dickcow.com, and uh, you'll have the complete program in audio form for you to take with you wherever you go. So uh, we're glad you had, we had you with us tonight. Um, I, I appreciate your, 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 uh, your time here. Uh, my name is David Medina. I hope you enjoyed the program. We'll go back to football next week. As we mentioned, the schedule's out, so we'll talk about the, the schedule and what's to come there. John should be back for that one, um, and perhaps Ron as well. 
So uh, if you missed any of our back episodes, check them all out. Ditcow.com or YouTube.com slash Ditcow. And the Ditcow football show rolls on forward as we get into the NFL offseason. So, uh, and then, as we mentioned, more baseball, more golf, lots to come. Have a great rest of your week, and we'll see you next time.